Welcome to the About Sex Podcast. I'm Joshua Skirtu, and with me is my lovely wife, as always, Angela Skirtu. She's Hi. a l- Hi. <laughs> Hi. Hello. I know you. I know you too. I know. It's such a coincidence. I can say I'm a licensed marriage therapist and I'm an ASEC certified sex therapist. Yeah, we're pretty <laughs> awesome. Well, so what are we talking about today, Angela? So today we are talking about how uh, video games affect people and their relationships, both as individuals and in their couple relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Good. How do you think they affect people in their relationships? I think video games can be cathartic. Yeah. I, I think they they can be a fun hobby, but I think they can sometimes get in the way of life yeah. in general. They can be in a way of escaping. Yeah, I've noticed that. Like, um, We do spend a lot of time on video games escaping, and I think while it can be fun, it can also be a way that people check out from life. Right, right. It, and same thing with like Netflix or mm-hmm. cable or other things and instead of experiencing life and going out and having an adventure whatever your adventure may be whether you're going to a bar going on a hike or going mm-hmm. and meeting people at a board game shop and playing Dungeons and Dragons you know there's so many different ways to experience life you know that's even a gaming way to connect socially right. like on an in-person right. level that's like, just a little different like I, like we have uh, friends who will actually we would do land parties where we'd meet up and play video games in person. <laughs> and that's kind of gone away now because the internet has become so prolific and communication over it has become so easy. You mm-hmm. can turn on some voice chat and then have your game going and you can talk to your friends over that and you get some social interaction, but you're missing out a lot, I think, on the face-to-face contact. So why don't we hit number yeah, one on the, the list? Yeah, let's hit the first thing. So one thing that this we've decided to talk about is how to plan around video games. Like, So part of this is that like I see couples who don't even have communication around, like, how do we end this game time so that we can spend time together? Right. Um, and so one of the so things like, we they were, would They would yeah. come home and they would be like, hey, how are you doing? And mm-hmm. they'd be on the... They're like, I'm on, a, I'm on a raid. I gotta finish this game. And if you're playing an MMO, like, you can play... For eight hours straight. Yes, you can. Or for 20 hours straight and just mm-hmm. die at the keyboard. But. <laughs> well, what I was going to say is that I think couples can get. Um, well, we can like, talk about our own experience with it, too. Like you, you were mentioning later, like you would come home. Yeah, well, so we actually developed a way to communicate about this because um, we always want to spend time together. But I've seen with my couples in session that. Um, they're not talking to each other. So like they'll make an assumption, like maybe the wife comes home and she sees her husband on the video game and -hmm. she'll just be like, okay, he's doing that. I'm going to do my own thing. And what's Mm -hmm. funny is he'll do the same thing. He'll see her do her own thing. And then he's like, well, I'm going to keep playing video games. And so we actually had to develop a way to communicate around that. And that's actually what this first one is about is as a man, how you communicate to your wife or a person who's playing video games. So as a man, how I communicate is I... I, don't, <laughs> I grunt, grunt and, I, in my general and direction. maybe I throw my feces <laughs> your no. way or maybe I like say you want to go do it no. or that's it that's that, the end that's of it right that's uh, pretty caveman like but no <laughs> well like tell them right. what you tell me like when I come home if you if you talk to me and I, I notice you're playing a video game you actually acknowledge me so I say what I say is mm. I it depends on my mood sure if I'm ready to be there for you and be in a great place and spend time with you i'll say let me finish this game like i play like call of duty mm-hmm. or battlefield and those games have set amount of times for each yep. round like the 
Battlefield rounds last 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. So if I am in the middle of a game, I don't want to bail on that. Like, I'm enjoying the game, and I don't like leaving my squad in the dust, you know? Because he's a war hero. Because <laughs> I'm a war hero. <laughs> I jokingly say that, but it's a joke, I'm yeah, not but a war no, hero. it can make you feel good, you know, yeah, playing the game. You can get a lot out of but playing But so you it. say, hey, babe, it'll be, you get I say, what he does. I'll, give, I'll, do, I'll say on. two things. I'll say, one, let me finish this game, mm -hmm. and then I yeah, will give you my attention, and I'll spend time with you. We're going to have some fun tonight. Well, and I want to The other thing is I say, I think I want to play for another hour. Like, yes, just give me a yes. little bit of time, you know? So the two things going on there is, one, you acknowledge me as a person. You don't just ignore me. Hello, person. And then, two, you give me a time frame so I can make a plan. Like, mm -hmm. you got to understand just, like, when I come home and I see you playing, I, it's not that I can't come up with something else to do, but it helps me to know, okay, is this a 20-minute time frame? Is this an hour? Is this three hours? Because based on those time right. frames, I might pick, I might do dishes, I might right. take like a long bath, right. or I may just leave and go for a run or something. But I haven't <laughs> been able to do three hours in No, a long you time. haven't, but I'm yeah. trying to give it for like other right. people. for other people. And this can go the other way. It doesn't have to start with him. Sometimes people are really into the game and they really don't notice that you come in, even though I encourage you guys to acknowledge your partner <laughs> so here's what you do you put on headphones <laughs> so you can't hear Josh. you get in a quiet room <laughs> where you can only see the television so she has to open the door to mm -hmm. even get your attention so she won't bug you don't worry Go well on. in that <laughs> that's situation, a bad way though, of doing it sometimes even you as the partner of somebody playing a video game can can duck in and say hey how long is it going to be until you're mm -hmm. ready to hang out right and i'll actually pull my headset off and say and I'll talk to you for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you will. Yeah, I'll take a moment. So it's still important to acknowledge your partner. And these yeah. are ways you can play video games and still not be kind of like a jerk about it. Yeah, <laughs> you want to you still be there for your partner. But I mean, that's one thing we were talking about in the second one is that um, you do need to live life versus just the feeling of living in a game. Right, like we were talking about that earlier, like the feeling you get when you win Mm -hmm. at a video game can be a rush like yeah, you get like an accomplishment right feeling. like i play battlefield one okay. one of my favorite games of the year and that game i got good at it like <laughs> i got really good at it. i actually play the hardcore servers mm -hmm. and a lot of times when i'm playing i will be in the first spot yeah. or at least i'll be in the in the top spot of the winning team so you, you feel know? accomplished so like I you've done like something, something special but the reality is that that's just a video game and yeah. it goes away so a, a lot of times you end up, if you stay, keep playing too long, you end up just getting that and getting that and getting that. And it just ends up feeling like nothing's happening. And I think mm -hmm. a lot of uh, MMOs actually have a way of keeping you in it a lot better because yeah. they have the, in I think that's one that's of our one next of them, ones. That's one of them, the intermittent reinforcer. Actually, that's number three here. That <laughs> is the intermittent reinforcement. Yeah. Explain what that, that so is So an intermittent reinforcement, think of gambling. You don't win every time. But you but could. You, every now and then you win. And yeah. every more often, actually, in inter intermittent reinforcement, you lose. But it's that, when's it going to happen next? When's it right. going to happen next? So it kind of keeps you right. invested. It's in like it. when you're at the slot machines yep. and like you lose, you lose, and then you and then win you a win little once, bit. And it's like, oh, oh you're like, oh. Playing. You're like, oh, I put $17 in over the last, you know, 20 minutes, but I got $5 back. <gasps> so there is kind yeah. of an adrenaline rush right. people get from that. And then you always hear the story of the one person who hit the jackpot. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can hit the jackpot in the game, I'm guessing. Right. But yeah. there's something you miss from well, no, not being in the sunshine. MMOs <laughs> actually do it really well because oh, yeah? they have a structure of loot. So mm -hmm. loot are thing, items you can get in the game that make your character more powerful. So they'll have structures. They'll oh. have different levels of loot so the 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 
blue ones those are the common items hmm. the gold the gold ones those are like more rare it's harder to so find so loot is like money loot is like you get armor you get a new sword or whatever you want it like kind of sounds like you're like stealing like loot get the loot get the loot yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly well you're doing raids so you're actually in okay, the game so you like, are losing you are murdering oh, villages terrible. of enemy <laughs> people and taking all their stuff you are you are mur- like pillaging you're pillaging you're pillaging but, okay <laughs> but no no rape we don't we don't condone no raping that. we don't yeah. condone rape no no rape. <laughs> never you, but not even in a video game and that's the weird thing about video <laughs> games is they actually are okay with you slaughtering people but they don't yeah. cross the line when it comes to sex crimes well, and I'm, I'm glad i'm glad for that actually what were we talking about so <laughs> one thing that we didn't hit on that last point is just that um some of those feelings oh. of accomplishment or excitement you can get in life through like hiking mm-hmm. or I don't know. Being outside outdoors, I think sometimes people are missing on some of mm-hmm. the natural highs that you can get from just being outside right. and being active. Right. Just taking a walk and exercising releases endorphins in mm-hmm. your body. Or laughing with friends. Or like laughing face-to-face. with friends. Not laughing at them with right. them. Right. <laughs> you should laugh at your friends right. unless they're really cool. And when you're <laughs> when you're actually around people, there mm-hmm. are certain hormones released called oxy- oxytocin. Um. Yeah, and endorphins. O- endorphins, oxytocin, but mm-hmm. there's it's the bonding. Yeah, pair it's bonding. bonding. It's something you get where you, when you're around other humans, it makes you feel loved. Yeah, it makes you feel connected and yeah. close. So I think that with the internet culture, it's made us kind of step away from face-to-face interaction a lot of times. You know, our friend showed us this like book that they're doing in what is it in Norway, where they like sit around with each other and, and they light candles and listen to music. Right, they're just hanging out. Yeah, but I think it's like it's almost ritualized, and I think it's, it's like, cool. It's like a ritualistic hangout, yeah. and I can't pronounce it because it's from Norway, and it's like it's, it's spelled with like seven consonants and then <laughs> one a and an l. I think it's like. <laughs> if anybody knows what that is, please post yeah, on please there. Please post it. Give us that name. But yeah, basically, it's where you get together with your friends and you you sit on a comfortable. You take couches. away any of the electronics. No electronics. Which, by the way, I really encourage all of my couples to do that on a daily basis. It's surprising to me how hard it is Just for me to get people away. off their electronics. Yeah. Well, so let's look at the next one. Oh yeah. So, um, setting time limits. What kinds of time limits do you think people should set for their video games? I think a realistic one for anyone is a couple hours a day at most okay i think any hobby that takes up more than a couple of hours is either a career <laughs> or or an addiction yeah you yeah. know i could see that you know well, especially I, if you have kids i couldn't imagine being away like first if you already work an eight hour to ten hour day which a lot of you do some 12 hours then you did two hours extra with video games like when do you see your wife when do you see your kids yeah I mean, I even, and even if you're single, like isolating yourself that much yeah. is not good because, yeah, well, it's it not good. Well, it keeps you from meeting people. It keeps you from meeting like people. Like a person. Like, you know what? I met you because I decided to go out instead of staying at home and playing video games. <laughs> he did. It was totally true. Yeah. <laughs> he could have stayed and played video I games, could've. but he I went was out actually, with his friend. I was actually in a really bad mood. And my <laughs> sister said, hey, you want to come hang out with me and this weird girl? She <laughs> totally thought I was she, crazy. She thought she was crazy. <laughs> she was right. No. I am a little crazy, but the, the good kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, uh... I don't know. She knew I was in a bad mood. I said, is she hot? She was like, yeah, she looks nice. I'm like, okay. Pretty good looking. I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> so I showed up and I met this blonde, hairly, curly haired girl. And mm-hmm. she just, I didn't know what to think. 
Because mm-hmm. if you've ever met Angela, yeah, she kind of blows your mind. <laughs> She's <laughs> Why that do I kind- blow your mind? You're just that kind of person. You have that personality <laughs> that just pops. Oh, that's sweet. I love oh. hearing him tell me how much he loves me. It's cute. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I really likes it when you rub their back. Well, so he says <laughs> two it. hours, no more than two hours a day. I, I think it depends on how busy you are. I think mm-hmm. if you have kids, two hours a day would be way too much. But I couldn't. Mm-hmm. I could see doing two hours a, uh, maybe a week. <laughs> I don't know. I, I haven't actually been playing much video games right now. But for me, I generally would never do more than two hours a day. Like yeah. That, that, well, that but you don't do even it. do that. That's the point. Like, I spend most of my days when I come home, we're hanging out with each other. Sometimes we don't even turn the TV on because no. we're like, you know, I want to k- pay attention to you and talk to you and hang no, out. No, when you're home, I'm generally off of it. But I think we're not like every couple. Well, I, I'm uh, trying to encourage difference. couples to make good decisions. Here's here. the thing <laughs> while some people might be married and love each other, not everybody likes each other. But getting lost in a video game doesn't get you to like each other right. more. So you have to find ways to get around it mm-hmm. and work toward it. It's kind of like what we were talking about earlier in this episode, where basically it's oh, a way to check that. out from the relationship. Oh, yeah, it definitely yeah. can be. I think I see a lot of people do that. They'll either check out with video games or with drugs and alcohol mm-hmm. or even TV can be a way. Of, oh, and Facebook. Facebook is a way we check out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Facebook can be very addictive. Yeah. Because it's especially if you're isolated at all, because mm-hmm. you're alone and you're like, I want human contact. Yeah. These are people. And well, and <laughs> they've talked about this thing called the Facebook effect, where when you look at people on Facebook, you only see their positive stuff. Oh, yeah. And so it actually makes you more depressed. And, it, you know, I, I think I knew I know about that effect. And I've actually personally been trying to share more on Facebook of of real like life. what's going on like real life like guess what i had spinal surgery four weeks he ago had spinal so surgery. Po- he's still in recovery i have posted about that on facebook and a lot of people on facebook mostly are just complaining about uh, the government like, <laughs> right now. and like i'm trying to talk them down off the ledge i keep telling them just join like, your party I'm you like, can actively yeah, get involved yeah <laughs> whichever one you care about i don't want to talk about too much yeah, politics, yeah, yeah. we'll keep it out of politics less than 50 percent of <laughs> eligible voters Mm-hmm. registered to vote were registered to vote less than 50 percent of those showed up <laughs> i thought we said wait and you then just l- said we're no not no no talk we're not talking about either party <laughs> and then and then less than 50 percent of those voted for the winning candidate so you people who are all complaining <laughs> i hope you're part of that 12 percent that voted, that voted. Yep, but let's let's take it away from the politics for a bit. I love it. He can get on a soapbox. So, like, back to this time limits thing. I think, okay, I I, I don't know if there's a perfect range here. I don't think here. it's the same for everybody. I don't. Well, that's what like, I was gonna say. Is for I don't me, think there's mine a perfect range. And what I would say is, ask yourself this: Are you at least getting one hour, um, not doing anything electronic, TV, Facebook, mm-hmm. with your partner, with solid, good connection? If that's happening every day. Then whatever you do without that on the other parts of that, then okay. But if you're not getting that, then I would let I would encourage all of you to consider how you could make that a part of your and, life. And if you can't see a way to get that, then you really have to kind of take a moment to consider. Evaluate. Yeah. Why aren't you? Why? Yeah. Where's why? it coming from? And sometimes it's depression. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's you're not. You don't you don't like your spouse right now. Like she's always nagging me Which about if this. You're not liking or each other. He's go always to grumpy or blah blah blah. Yeah, we just yeah. recently did an episode about why men avoid therapy, and so you know the <laughs> number one reason is we don't think it'll work. Yeah, that's it. 
That's it. Or, yeah, that's it. So one of the other things you put on here is that the game can leave you defeated. Why would a game leave you defeated? Because you don't always win. Okay. I mean, that's the truth. So you could spend the, all these hours and hours playing spend, it. and Yeah, like I used to play EverQuest, and okay. I was totally addicted. Yeah, those are ones that could take hours EverQuest and hours of your day. EverQuest is an MMO, and if you play MMOs, all, more power to you. But like I would play, this was when I, like I'm talking like 20 years ago, 15, mm-hmm. 20 years ago. I would play for like six to eight hours a day. Oh, and wow. It was just... I couldn't imagine spending well, that much time on a video game. I was depressed. Well, yeah, <laughs> that of was course. It, it was the way you were coping with it that. It was the way I was coping. So I would just... I was living in the virtual world. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, like, even in that world, like, it kind of just gets repetitive and almost starts to feel like you're in a cubicle yeah. <laughs> doing work. Yeah. And not doing something you enjoy anymore so yeah Mm -hmm. but But i i do want to talk about one of the things we put on here is some of the positive of video games we've been talking a few of the negatives those are the negatives but But there there are are some positives like you mentioned disability and like while um so uh, we put down here that sometimes when somebody's disabled or going through an illness Mm -hmm. i've seen quite a few ted talks where people are talking about how video games saved them in some ways yeah um if you are immobile like you right. can feel if so sad because you can't do anything. Right. Right. Like uh if you can't if you're in a wheelchair, yeah, you probably won't be able to climb a mountain. Yeah. Like if you're in a wheelchair, you can't necessarily you can't drive sometimes. Mm-hmm. You can't necessarily get out and go hang out with friends. Yep. And a, a, a lot of people with disabilities are they have a little bit of anxiety about just being in public with people. Yeah. Because they have a disability. And even if it doesn't show, mm-hmm. it's sometimes, you know, yeah. Well, and I've also seen them use video games to help some mental illnesses like yeah. ADHD and autism. They're use, they're designing video games to help people start to understand emotional cues oh, yeah. and to understand how to focus more. So while I know that there's a whole group of research I'm that's sorry, out there. I'm sorry, what were you talking about? Oh, Josh. There's a whole like group of research out there about how sometimes video games makes you less attentive. They are mm-hmm. now creating video games to help people become more focused because oh, depend- no. it depends on how it depends, it's created. It depends on the video game. Like yeah. a, a first person shooter, like when I play Battlefield, you have to have focus for I that, can don't focus. you? I will focus and that's why I get pretty good at it. I mean, it's fun. Yeah. I love those games. You that get good hand eye coordination. Yeah, hand eye coordination. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and I could imagine for somebody who's socially awkward or really has difficulty meeting people in person, yeah. actually, that might be a good way for them to make friends. It might, but, you know, it's hard on 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 video game things to actually make friends and keep them. Cause yeah. You don't always know when people are wanting to play mm-hmm. or when they're on. Because PlayStation Network actually made it recently so that you can always show as offline. Oh. You can just mark yourself as being offline. So people are like, oh, he's not online. I can't invite him to a game. And some huh. people are so socially awkward that they'll worry about just inviting somebody. They're interrupting what they're doing. You know, if they're, oh, it shows they're watching Netflix or something, you know. There's so many different reasons that it can and mm-hmm. can't help, you know. Well, so I guess it depends then. It depends. It really does. Well, and I was, you know, I know this isn't a video game, but I was thinking of apps Mm -hmm. and apps that could potentially be a positive thing for relationships. Mm -hmm. Recently, Josh and I have been playing with this Truth or Dare app. Mm -hmm. And I got to say, it's a great way to kind of get things going. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Especially the one that just says, like, the second thing was like, it's time for a blowjob. Oh, no. (laughs) 
That one wasn't as good. <laughs> it was the best day no, ever. No, no. So, but one one For thing me. that these truth or dare apps are doing is they're trying to basically simulate what you should be doing when it comes to sex. Yeah. Because to be honest, I you think people talk. are jumping into sex too mm-hmm. quickly without actually like talking and connecting. Well, wait. Wait, wait, let's back up a little bit. <laughs> okay. So with sex, I'm supposed to enter the room. Okay. Let me do it. I got it, I got it. And then you lay still. I come over, part your legs. Oh, no. Lay on top of you, <laughs> grind a little bit, ejaculate, hip hop done, right? No, that is not how it's supposed to happen. Hmm. In my world, <laughs> in my world for all of you couples, it's first you talk and connect, like yeah. on a human level, and then maybe you flirt sexually. Wait, what about <laughs> us non-humans? Well, let's I not leave everybody out. Well, let's not leave out the androids or the trains. Or oh, oh of course, of course. Yes. The non-human people who are listening to this. <laughs> non-human sentience. Non-humans work on speaking in a human way. I, I speak for the trees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you gotta learn how to talk and then flirt then and then maybe move into touching and kissing and all mm. of that stuff so you put something on here american's army what so, is that so the rest um, of these are actually yours america's army is actually a video game that the united states military i think it was the branch army the army oh, okay actually cool. funded they paid developers to make a video game that was a first-person shooter, and it was a tactical first-person shooter. Oh, and it okay. was actually a, a pretty fun video game. I played it for a little bit. And in that video game, uh, to actually play, you had to go through training. What was the training? So one, I don't remember it all, but okay. I, rem- I remember one of the trainings was actual rifle training. Okay. And that taught you how to actually hold a gun, and it actually taught you how to, to steady yourself and what to do with your breath because there's something about breathing when mm-hmm. you're with a rifle you want to steady and then hold the breath and then fire so okay and it, that because the gun shakes if you're breathing you know if you're doing a long sight so that's one of the things that actually taught you how to use a rifle okay the other thing though was first aid oh and that one surprised me because in the actual game there's no first aid you don't hmm. actually go so they over really just wanted to trick you into learning first aid they tricked you into <laughs> learning first aid so, like, you actually had to learn how to bandage a wound and do CPR. It's been so long since I've played. I don't remember huh. what the actual well, maybe it was a way to humanize was. the situation. I mean, are you killing people in the game? You are. You are. Yeah, that's yeah. how That's how first-person shooters work is huh. you're shooting at, at enemies. But they actually didn't want you, like, playing as the enemy. You oh. always played as America. Okay. So if you were playing against somebody else, they just switched the skins to you. You looked like... I don't know, uh, a foreign national sh- uh, soldier shooting at it. But to the, to them, yeah. It doesn't matter. The game was yeah. a... So it was a first-person shooter, but they were teaching you first aid. They, they taught you That's actual first-aid skills. And huh. I thought, you know, when I was doing it, I was like... Uh, they're like, why do I have to I, learn first I aid? I just want to play. And <laughs> it's actually a really first-person shooters while people like like... Like are like oh it's so violent it's all they're just games of tag that's all it is you're playing tag you're playing laser tag yeah really that's all it is and they actually have uh the f- before you actually play in the real uh game you actually first have to play in a in an arena where you're actually playing laser tag with other soldiers because they're they're wanting to say like friendly fire is not okay ever you don't want to shoot yeah. friends you know so it was actually huh. a really interesting game that they funded 
You know, I think so it's still it's an out example there. of uh, one of the video games where you can learn something. You can actually learn something yeah. from it. So, well, the, so what's another one on so there that you mentioned? An, another one was Verdun. Okay, that what I about played. Verdun? So Verdun is a first-person shooter again. Okay. But it's set in World War One. Oh. Okay. And it's actually very realistic when it comes to trench warfare. So okay. it's actually like the maps are all set up with long trenches, just like they actually had in France. Mm-hmm. And the, it, like the so real you're learning bat- history. You're actually learning history, and it actually teaches the reality of it too, because a lot of the times, like um, the games ended in stalemates, because that's what it was. You had this big no man's land between mm. the two sides, and it was just like if you went out with a charge, <laughs> I would just, I always played machine gunner, I would just sit there and go. So pretty much war, what is it good for? War, right? You would just, you would just end up. <laughs> like taking them down and the, that's the reality of world war one is that it was no man's land is when and it was tough for them to get through there so it's cool that some of the video games are trying to teach you lessons and and the other thing is that it it, it also a lot of a lot of the times some of the maps were very unbalanced it was very much so that one side always won like there i don't remember the map but like one side always won and it showed that you know sometimes no matter how hard you try the person with the bigger gun is gonna going win. to win. And then, yeah. So, And, you know, it actually made me seek out documentaries on World War One huh. and World War Two, and I read a lot So it got you interested that. in the it topic matter. It got me interested matter. in the topic matter. And I had already yeah. been interested in it because I had taken a world history course, uh, okay. I think, last year. But it was really cool. Um, yeah. But if you watch too many documentaries on World War One and World War Two, you can get <laughs> a little bit down the bunny trail and yeah be, be careful Honestly, <laughs> it can I've, be depressing i've seen that about a lot of documentaries whether about war or about food like i've watched a few different documentaries but, right. and a lot of times they have a real negative message because they're worried about something but they right. don't always give you something you can do about it and that's what right. my uh, biggest complaint is about a documentary yeah. so maybe we should kind of wrap this up what do we think are i don't know either the final well, we still point have, is we or? still have a couple couple okay. of things okay but but yeah yeah, like, <laughs> like I wasn't even thing? done on that point, but okay. Okay. <laughs> well, it's kind of going on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I love Josh you. rambles. We're only 26 minutes <laughs> no, in. No, it's more than video hour. games, you know. I yeah. Mean. So <laughs> I think we already, you know, we t- we talked a little bit about how there's a deficit of being face-to-face. Yeah. And you were saying, actually, that there's a deficit of people being face-to-face in general. and like I think so. I think. I've talked to multiple people and I'm not the only one that has this where I actually don't like like to pick up the telephone oh. and call somebody. Like you have the same thing. Yeah, you get kind of used to texting because I'm, people. I'm so used to texting because it's not intrusive. Mm-hmm. But you know what? The older generation, like they would just pick up the phone and call. And why is it so weird to call? I actually, recently we were calling my niece and it was a very nice experience. Yeah. It was like, oh, wow, I felt really yeah. close and connected to right. you. Instead of just texting and saying, hey, how are you doing? And they're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, so even like getting a little bit of verbal right. communication. Right. Well, you know what's funny about that? I've noticed that the millennials have bad communication. And yes, we are one of the millennials. Don't get me wrong. I don't, I don't consider myself a millennial, no, but we apparently we that. are millennials. They said if you were born in the 80s. Well, I mean, look what we're doing. We're live streaming on Facebook, and we're saying we only like to text. So if, I guess that makes if, us millennials. If you grew up with computers in the classroom, yeah, which yeah. we did, you're pretty much a millennial. Well, for the couples that I work with, I've definitely noticed that they struggle with communication, just like 
basic skills. And I think it comes from growing up in the electronic age, not having enough yeah. face-to-face time, not being able to read each other non-verbally. Mm-hmm. It's kind of been rough. Yeah. <laughs> Do you notice that too? What? You, oh my God. <laughs> Did, were you paying attention? <laughs> Say it again. The last so, part. So what I said is I think that because of the electronics, right. people aren't paying attention to each other and they can't read non-verbal communication. I love that he totally just blanked out there. He's like, are you talking to me right now? <laughs> and she, yeah, that's true. Well, I was that also picking happened. this up because we did have one more. Oh, okay. Note What's that the we one final talk. note? The one final thing is that, you know, one positive thing that, uh, we use, I've used video games for is it, is if I'm in a bad mood Oh, okay. because I, I used to work at a job where I just would always come home really grumpy. Yeah. And it wasn't at all anything to do with anybody there it was just i didn't like the job i think yeah, that was well, jobs it. can be stressful so that makes sense it was a stressful job like yeah. i was working 12 hour days on some it was oh some my gosh weeks. it was really i i can't do that <laughs> i don't yeah. function well with that and with with that i i started using video games as kind of a little bit of a timeout for me i knew mm-hmm. i was in a bad mood and i was like i love you but if i talk to you right now i'm not gonna be in a good mood if i go play video games for a bit mm-hmm. I can take it's a little catharsis. I think there's a good yeah. things to it. But well, I can you have to have in... a you have to have a life balance though. You sure. have to have ways of balancing it out. It's like you have your family, you have mm-hmm. your wife, you have your friends, whether you're single or married, you have to have a way of still connecting with people mm-hmm. in person. Well, let me talk about this one cuz I actually have Go a perspective ahead. on this. Mm. So, a lot of times I'll see my couples say, "Oh, I had a really bad day." They'll communicate to their partner that they had a bad day, but then they'll still kind of be rude to each other. Mm-hmm. And the problem with that is you're just taking your stress out on your partner. And I understand having a bad day, but what Josh was doing in those scenarios is he's recognizing he had a bad day. I had a feeling <laughs> and I recognized it and I <laughs> and named it. And then you do it. something for self-care. Yeah. Basically, instead of taking your anger or stress out on me, you take your anger and stress out in the game mm-hmm. and then come back refreshed. Right. And that is one way I saw, even in our relationship, that mm-hmm. you were taking care of that. And I'll tell my couples to do things like that, too, where I'll say, hey, um, it's not okay for you to lash out at your partner or, like, slam doors or just be, mm-hmm. like, grumpy <laughs> Gus the whole time. You grumble, have to, grumble, like, grumble, grumble. do so. That's that's a perfect grumpy Gus, grumble, Josh. Grumble, grumble, grumble. <laughs> and that's one of the things you can do. Yeah. And I think, I think some men do this naturally. I think they have that instinct to go to the garage and tinker with the car. That's one way you or, can do it. Or they do some woodworking. They're going to build a table in their basement. Like our, our friend John built likes to do woodworking. Yeah, he built amazing. Cool, he built cool that. furniture. Yeah. And it, it it's just sometimes you have to have a balance. You have to be able to do that, but then still be present for, for your family. And you can't get lost for the whole night or you're still ignoring your spouse. Yeah. Like even I, in self-care, you can ignore your yeah, spouse. I, I need my wife every day. I do I am, too. I, you don't have a wife. My husband. I think everybody understood. <laughs> Nobody understood that at all. I need you, Josh. I'm so You confused. need to get over it. <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> Are you my grandson? Are you my grandson? <laughs> no, okay. but like, and that's the thing. I think that spouses do need mm-hmm. each other every day, whether they're communicating it or getting it. And yeah. when you find yourself getting too lost in these video games, ask yourself, am I getting quality time with my partner every day? Because if you're not... You're probably not happy. <laughs> yeah, and you have to find a way to change that. And one way that I've recently uh, found that makes me happy 
and connected because sometimes you work a long day. Yeah, or and you do or, feel stressed. Or my, or there's a jerk hold on, at work. Hold on. Go on. Or there, my whole, f- a lot of my family lives in Hawaii. Uh huh. So I don't always feel connected to you guys. So something mm-hmm. I've started doing is using video chat. Oh yeah. And I feel a lot better doing that because I can see your face and I can see that smile. Yeah. And I can see that there's somebody on the other side that loves me. I've and been I, telling. I, it really, it really feels good to see that. Like it really does. I've been telling my couples where one of them travels or both of them yeah. travel to use FaceTime as a way to talk yeah, rather than FaceTime, just texting. And every cell phone can do it. You can do it right yeah. right on Facebook. You can hit the call button in the messenger. Right on. Yeah. You can do it in Google Hangouts. You can do it on FaceTime if you're on mm-hmm. the iPhone. And Google Hangouts, I love because you can download it on the iPhone or on the Android. I see. And, or if you are on Facebook, same thing. You can still communicate with people who are on are not on the same platform. So and even I really if you're very that. far on the spectrum of either iPhone or Droid, you can still come together through Google Hangouts. Wait, are you talking? <laughs> there's some sort of spectrum between Droids and iPhones. I was thinking like you our, know Republicans and Democrats, our, the iPhones and our the Droids. IPhone different are iphone people different than the The, android there's a cult involved in the iphone yeah Yeah. i'm only kidding it doesn't matter it's just there are people the people who have their preferences really care yeah (laughs) all right well anyhow i think that's a good place to end i think that wraps it up it's been good to talk to you all mm-hmm. thank you for joining us on the live stream and thank you for joining us on the uh, on about sex podcast and if you want to go to therapy and you're close by you can visit me at www.therapistandstlouis.com i'm always offering couples and sex therapy or you can find us both on facebook so yeah hit us up thanks for watching thank you for watching have a good night